This episode of the Free Lunch Podcast is brought to you by the Selma Project, an initiative created to infuse hope and inspiration into the youth of Selma, Alabama through culture, art, and entertainment. This initiative calls on friends of the Selma movement to use their gifts and talents to pave a road of success for future generations. Check them out, selmaproject.com, and brought to you by faithful listeners everywhere. And now to the show, welcome to the New South Movement. Ladies and gentlemen, a classic. A classic. A classic. This love. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know a change don't come. Yeah, I chose the path, the path chose me. It's a law plan, divine decree, natural high, window sheet, up parallel view, let the ghetto see. BK, and OLA, OMF, GLD, amazing grace, pay the whispers. Welcome to the Free Lunch Podcast, home of the New South Movement. I got my man BGZ with me. BGZ, what's happening? You already know what it is, Free Lunch Podcast. In the beautiful city of Selma, Alabama, we got a good one for y'all today, man. What's going on with you? Man, it's 4th of July. What they say? They say uh, when we were growing up, we say we, go, we, finna go, uh, we finna go pop them firecrackers. Go get Man, you still <laughs> popping firecrackers? Don't you do you ever get too old for firecrackers? Oh no, I do. Do you? That's a question for you too. I don't know. I mean, I can't pop them up in the, in, the, in the DC area, but I think if I was back in in Selma or back in Mobile, I would definitely go 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 purchase some firecrackers. My brother buys some. Huh? Well, crazy bills up and running. So we, I'm sure they'll be I'm sure they'll be flooded out with with people coming in and getting on firecrackers. Who is the crazy bill? Them skyrockers. You know Crazy Bill, man. Or do you not know about Crazy Bill? I do Crazy not. Bill is the company that set up them trailers on the side of the road you get them firecrackers from. Oh, I didn't know that. See, see, interesting story. I, my brother, uh, he installs, like, phone lines, and, and, he's a, and he's one of the top technicians in Mobile. He had an interesting customer where he had to go essentially install some some some, some phone lines so that through one of them trailers so that um, so that he can run that credit card. He said he got so many people that he can't use the he can't use an iPad to swipe. That's too slow. So he needed uh-huh. he needed my brother to run through run one of them power lines through that. But you know I say all that to say that it, it, it's Fourth of July. So so to the podcast listeners, uh, BG and I promise you that in in, in year two we're gonna have more guests. We're going to look for ways to inspire. We're going to look for ways to inform. And and this particular guest that we have, I think is going to be, uh, I think he's going to be inspired by the story. It's someone that I know very personally, very close and near the dead of my heart. Um, his story, whether he knows it or not, um, is one that I'm inspired by. It's one that I look up to and, 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 and learn from. Um, but more importantly, he, he's, he's a good, he's a good person, a good man, a, really a brother to me and, and a great Auburn fan. He's an Auburn fan, loves the Auburn Tigers, probably know the roster as much as we know, as, as much as you and I know it, BG. So, um, I guess I'm going to ask the, I guess the question we're going to ask, ask him is, is, is if they still pop firecrackers and no further ado, I like to introduce the audience. The podcast listeners, someone who I'm proud of to get on this microphone and share a story. The one and only Cook. What up, Cook? What's going on, man? What's good with y'all? Man, what an enthusiast. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm rocking with y'all guys. You rocking with us, man? I, I'm always rock with y'all, man. So you, where you at? You in the Selma Studios today? Yeah, man. Got a little setup going on up in here. This ain't no uh, Stevie J, but you know we doing it. <laughs> it's homegrown, baby. Homegrown. <laughs> so, so, so I got a question for you. I got a question for you in your household. Because because what the audience is gonna find out that you got three children um, and a wife, and you have a how old is, is CJ four or five five CJ five do y'all still pop firecrackers? Uh, we ha- we have it. We've been on a uh, little hiatus from the firecrackers because my wife don't don't care for them, and then my daughter don't, Jaquela. But you know CJ, he bought that action. <laughs> CJ and Kia, they bought that action. And you know what? I think I think I might stop by this uh this trailer y'all talking about to see what see what's popping. You gonna stop by and get this, you gonna get some of them black jacks? <laughs> I I gotta get some. Gotta get something. I know we finna get into the story right quick because I ain't even got a vine today, man. We're gonna jump right into it. But so it's we in the middle of July. We on the outskirts of, of college football. Cook, give me your give me your quick analysis of what you think the Auburn Tigers gonna do this year. Most of the commentators are, you know, predicting a SEC championship game between Auburn and Georgia. So I'm, I'm looking, you know, nothing less than a SEC title at least. You know, then we can go, hopefully we can get into the 14 the playoff. But I think uh, the defense is going to be shaped up. And uh, I'm ready to see Jim Johnson do his thing. So you giving us you giving us an SEC title this year? Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, well, there's many question marks on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how yeah, the second right. year gonna hold up. Um, I have no confidence in the, in our linebacker crew. A lot of questions. Well, All this faith is it, coming from from Coach Muschamp. Well, it's a court. It's a it's a quarterback lead, man. I think we got the best quarterback from what I've seen so far. I don't know who uh, who everybody bringing out as far as uh, around the league and around the country. You know, Ohio State might have the top quarterbacks in the country, but they probably got three. But I think we it's still a quarterback league. You know, defense gonna gonna hold its own. I think we put up enough points. Go, so what you think? What you predicting, sir? Give me an early prediction. Man, I never made prediction because it ain't no telling what gonna happen once that once the referee blow that Wilson. <laughs> And with our team, we we go either way, man. But I, I I'm I'm kind of optimistic about it because of the new energy, like like Cook was saying, quarterback led league, and we got a good prospect in Jeremy Johnson based off of size and ability, and he's been in the system for a while. Um, so we kind of have an idea of what we're gonna get offensively, but defense definitely is a big question mark. But we got Muschamp, so we know he brings some intensity and, and aggressiveness, and he he. he takes the athletes to the next level. So I'm just going to sit back and wait and see. Um, for the sake of prediction, i say we'll at least get eight games for sure. Eight? That's low I ball. think we'll be – Eight? Well, the, hey, hey, they say they say, uh, uh, promise low and, and perform big. So if we get ten wins, we've exceeded expect- expectations. So I'm going to go with at least eight in this the first year of the defensive coordinator being there. And we're just going to ride out. That way I ain't got too much pressure on me when Saturday comes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to take it like that. But I'm excited, man. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see this combination of offense with with Malzahn and then the um the expectation on defense with Muschamp. So I, I'm excited about it, and we definitely need it because we're in this dead space with nothing going on, so we hungry for that football. And this is when you talk about it. This is when you talk about it now. This is when you – 
this is when all the experts come out with the predictions and everybody know everything until until that first game is played, like I, like I said. But my only prediction is that when I saw Jeremy Johnson play on ESPNU his, his last year, his senior high, um, and he had already committed to Auburn, at that point I knew, I knew that we would win the SEC championship with that guy at the helm. Now, is it going to happen this year? I don't know. But I have gone out on a limb since Jeremy Johnson was a high school senior, and I have predicted that he will bring us an SEC championship before he leaves the plane. And I will stick by that prediction. And that's all. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> proclaim, proclaim today. But, but, but another uh, college football, because I can go into that all – I can go into that. I can talk about that all day. Uh, really just wanted to jump right into it, man. We got Cook here on the on the line. You not you not no stranger to the to the microphone, are you? Because because you and I we talk all the time, and and you school and educate me on on things that that I may not even thought about or heard about, or, and and with you having like I mentioned earlier, uh, you have you have CJ that's five. You got the twins. How old is um the twins? They thirteen. You got you got a thirteen year old, and then your wife, man. You and and how old are you, uh, Cook? I'm 31. 31. 31, man. Yeah. You you don't you don't live through life and see some things. So just from your experiences in general, um I think it's a lot that you share with me. So that's the reason why we kind of wanted to wanted to have you on the show is because goes you know we talk a lot about um understanding your journey and going through life and allowing life to kind of teach you on the podcast. Um, just last week, we, you, you and I were were doing a recording and, and cooking knowledge, and he listened to the podcast, and um, he was thankful for the for for the uh, for the Father's Day card that we had sent. And so, for for weeks and for months, I've I've wanted to get Cook on this on this podcast because I think his story is a story that few people have gone through. And, and nobody really knows knows good story. And personally, I think it's one that could could actually get on the, get on the movie screen and really be one of of inspiration. And when you have someone go so that's in your circle, and someone that you know and you grow up with, you know, we talk about the LeBron James and putting Le, and LeBron, how LeBron put his people on. And you know, for 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 a while, myself and and even Cook's wife has encouraged Cook to to share his story and I really felt like this would be a good platform to get cook to get cook um to get cook on the show. Um so with that being said, Cook, you listen to the show, right? Yeah, I listen. I listen. I, I matter of fact I listened uh yesterday while I was at work uh to the uh the rewind of uh racism in America. What you what you think about that show? Um I uh I think it was a good show. I, I'm pretty much uh I'm more aligned with uh uh, with BG right here, as far as y'all y'all discussion, and I think it's because you know we stay, I stay in Millbrook, and you know Millbrook and Selma, it's pretty much Alabama. Like you had a different perspective, and I don't think you've been gone a minute, but you know down here, 
it's a different it's a different kind of atmosphere as far as uh you know racism like you said uh bg was telling you yesterday you more in a metropolitan area you know yeah you know it's a fast moving place up there they ain't got time to be hey let me hate on tight tight or let me hate on whoever because the color of the skin because they trying to you know get that money but like you know most of the statistics i believe you say that uh you know the rural areas you know is different than the urban urban area so you know that's what i think i i'm more in line with the with the the southern don't don't be fool <laughs> you know it's, it ain't in your face but you know it's down here you could just see with the latest stuff with the rebel flag and you know the supreme court decisions on uh you know on uh, health care and uh same-sex marriage you know you can ride around and see the 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 marquees on these churches and stuff i was in my the other day and uh, one man, one woman, marquee, you know, putting it in your face or whatever. So you probably won't see that up north because, like you said, you got you got other stuff to do. And I don't, I don't think black people could be racist anyway. But, you know, I think that's a one-way street in my opinion. But, you know, that... Because have you ever thought about that? Can black folks be racist? I mean, we haven't. I don't think I don't think historically we've been in the position of, of, of race because you just look at a racism or, or hatred based off a of color line because you just look at the way that we embrace everybody and welcome everybody in. Like we talked about, man, we are welcoming, forgiving. We just are people that's just always open, have historically been a people that have always been open to community and standing by people regardless of what you look like on the color line systemically as african-americans we haven't even been in the position really to be uh racist or to be exclusive or things like that um because we've been in the minority seat so i am really in a in, in an agreement with that that statement interesting i ain't even thought about that but that's the reason why i talked to this guy because this guy can, like I'm telling you, this guy schools me plenty of times, and I think that he don't realize how much I gain and capture from him. And he actually has a gift with when it comes to articulating and really just being able to share his, his views and his thoughts. I actually met Cook. Um, I don't know how old, how old y'all were, Cook, when I first met you, but um, you had to be a toddler. But if you could just kind of get into get into your views and who you are. I think it'll be an inspiring story. I think you do a good job of, of communicating to the people and and just uh, whatever you feel like sharing, let the people know because I want to kind of just go from there, ask a few questions, and then hopefully um, the story can be inspirational uh, because to me it has been. Um, well, you know, I, I was embraced by the, uh, you know, the McCoy family, which is, you know, our family. Uh, I, um, Three years old, uh, my mother, Joanne Cook, and my father, Marvin Cook, they adopted uh, me and my sister uh, from a foster home. Um, my sister was two and I was three, you know, uh, and pretty much we grew up in Mobile. I think uh, later on in life, probably when we got a little older, probably about eight or nine, you know, we, we, knew, we knew we was adopted. But uh, really? So you found out when you was eight or nine years old? Yeah, we found out. They uh, my mama, she pretty much told us pretty early, and uh, my dad, you know, they pretty, they, yeah, I, and I, I appreciate that. We, you know, we were so much ingrained in, in into the family, like it, it didn't feel that way, you know. Right. And uh, you know, we kind of looked like them, so you know, it was just you know, family. You couldn't really tell the difference, and uh, everybody embraced everybody. So you know, I never heard nobody say other than. 
my mother nothing that hey y'all adopted that's from you to any of our, our cousins or whatever so it was always been like a brother love or cousin love so when i first met met you you and your sister um like you said y'all were three and i remember but it was we never talked about in our family being adopted or coming from an uh or, 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 or someone coming from a foster family or any of that that was never conversation that was shared y'all you you and i'm gonna call her the hawk because i don't want to put a name but i'm gonna say the hawk you and the hawk um you know, we just, y'all, I mean, we just hung out at y'all house every summer, almost every day or what have you. So that was never even a conversation. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I think that's a, that was a key part of, you know, our development as a people and as humans. Because, I mean, you know, you see some stories on TV could have been worse or tension or, you know, who are y'all and, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. But it was never nothing like that. How did that? How does that make you feel? Or how did that make you feel when died and and and, um, and 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 people told you that you was adopted? Or did you feel in a kind of certain way? Or how does it feel to be adopted? Oh, uh, I, I I don't really I didn't really know back then. You know, I always especially when you when you seven or eight, you know, you don't really comprehend adoption or whatever. Um, it was more when when we got older we understood, but. I know for my, for me and then, you know, probably my sister, you know, we kind of just blocked it out. Like it wasn't no, no thing. I, I rarely even thought about it. You know, it's like, you know, this, my, this, my mom, this, my dad, I got their last name. You know what I'm saying? I never seen any kind of like, you know, paperwork or anything as far as, you know, lead me to somebody else. So it was kind of like for mentally, you knew you wouldn't birth by them, but you really didn't know the difference for all I know, you know, born, and and my mama had me and raised me because I you know you never knew anything else. Did 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 you and did you and um, Lil Cook did y'all ever talk about it amongst yourselves at all? Or? Um, not really. Um, you know, back then you kind of uh, immature mentally, and it, you know you don't even wanna you don't even wanna think about stuff like that because you know you might hurt your mama feelings or your daddy feelings. We never asked about you know our biological parents or anything like that. You know, um. And I didn't, you know, when you got older, you really thought about it. Um, but, you know, when we, I remember one time when we was, when we was probably like uh, uh, 12, I think, uh, that we, they took us to the, uh, the actual adoption agency. And, you know, we met the, uh, some caseworkers or whatever, and they was just going over, you know, if, if we wanted to pursue once we got 18 or whatever to, uh, to uh, find our biological parents and, you know, we pretty much shut that down. We was like, nah, we good, you know. <laughs> but like I said, you know, you, you 12 and 13, you like, you know, we good, we straight. Right, 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 right. right. I'm just interested to know, and I think this will probably be something that we talk about um, later, is just how that framework and those developmental stages, a lot of what I'm hearing Cook say is like it was family. I mean, it was basically the all the family that he knew, and he was he was good with that, especially growing up as a kid. And so – I guess as we talk about it, you know, it'll be a good to see how that development and how those experiences have have formed who he is today as a, as a person and as a man because his story is really a man's story, and I think that's the uniqueness of, of having him on here today. You know, he said he was 31, and he's a family man. 
And so that'll be good for our audience on both sides, male and female, to hear somebody that's really taking on responsibility at an age where most people are still out there just living their lives fast and not focused on family and responsibility. So um, he can answer it now. Uh, we can answer it as we go on. But I'm just interested to just see how, you know, that experience growing up has framed who he is today. Uh, before you even answer that, Cook, I, I think, BG, we're on a tinkering, really. On, I told you that this was a unique story. And I and I told you that 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 um, Cook had a had had it has a very inspirational story to me, and we're only really tinkering on the, on the outskirts of of, of of the climax to to the story, and so so I, I do want to hold that question because I want to I think it's a bigger I think there's a bigger a bigger question than the one that you even asked based off of off of um, Cook's journey, so Cook. You're 12 years old. Y'all go to the agency. Y'all say, no, you're not interested. Y'all in, y'all in middle school at this point, right? Yeah, we in middle school. Uh, yeah, we in middle school, probably sixth, sixth grade, and my sister probably in fifth grade, something like that, right around there. So y'all at GSBC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we at, good, at GSBC, Gibbs Street Baptist. <laughs> so, y'all, so, so y'all say, no, y'all don't go, and then you're, you're, you're a middle school superstar. You you. You, what, how many points you scoring in the game at, at GSBC? Man, hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to engage in hyperbole, but, you know, sometimes it'd it be, I put it like this, one one game, I wouldn't, I, I think I had the flu or something, and uh, I scored the first five points of the game, and, uh, you know, I ended up coming out and, you know, going home or whatever, and then, you know, the score ended up being like 55 to 5. <laughs> so, so you know, I was that type of type of player. I thought I thought Cook was gonna tell us the Michael Jordan story. He caught the flu and went for fifty. <laughs> he went for five and went home. That was just one game, but you know, I, I used to me me and my sister, man, we we pretty much dominated. But I ain't, I ain't gonna sit here and act like it was some some uh, high competition out there. You know, I, I I'm a I'm from the Parkway. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hooping with people not in my caliber. You feel me? <laughs> so, yeah. So. So 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 Coastal. So it was it was funny because uh, every every pretty much cooking them they lived literally around the, uh, it was a bike ride away. So we would get on the bikes, uh, me and my me and my sister. We were we would probably ride over over the cooking them house sometime, and we would play in their backyard basketball, or we would go to BC Rain at the rec center during the summertime. And we would hoop up there. So, uh, really, really, if you're thinking of like distance and location, we spent. They were so. They lived so close to us. They we were. We, they were a bike ride away or or something like that. So the summertime we spent a lot of time together. So we would play backyard basketball, and it would be me and the Hulk, which is how how Lil Cook got her name. And it would be uh, it would be my sister and Cook against each other, and we had some backyard battles, sir. Y'all did, man. We did, and I tend to think that that those. No, you was you was out you was out there playing basketball. Hey, don't 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 get it twisted. Call I ain't up. never I, I, I ain't never I ain't like never it. known that to, I ain't never known that to be your sport. I was out. You called Malone. I was called Malone. Dude, they say you call you call Malone. <laughs> You had that old man in the paint game. Yeah, that's all I did. I just want to back you down. But but I, I say that because 
because this just bringing back memories of how we would get on those bikes and we would go over there and play. And I tend to think that some of those basketball games, some of those basketball games and competition helped develop, helped develop the the game that we see today from Cook. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a little bit of you and Kristen, and you know we used to have some wars back there in the backyard. But uh, you know, a lot of it. And I tell my kids a lot of it because uh, you know we used to go to BC Rain in the in the Rick in the summertime, and you know you had you remember back in the day you had. The the little boy half, yeah. and he had the big boy half, and you know, I I I look forward to the day that I I got to the big boy half. I think I was probably like thirteen, fourteen, but hey, that's that's where the grown men were down there. And you you know, you worked on your game on the little boy half, and then when you dominated down there, you want to go down there with you know with twin them and uh you know all y'all the the grown folk. Kristen Kristen played on the big boy half. Yeah, she used to be down there. Yeah, I used to look up to Kristen, man. I, once I beat her, I thought I was the man. <laughs> <laughs> but let's fast forward. So now you, so you don't, you don't, you don't did basketball in middle school. You get to, um, if you can just continue on the story because I don't know. Wait, what what grade were you in in nine? Was it nine to seven? In nine to seven, uh, uh, fall of nine to seven, I was in eighth grade. So let's just fast forward and talk about Dad and and your mom and all that. Yeah, um, when when I was in uh, I believe it might have been the summer of you know going into the eighth grade. You know, my mom she had got sick and a- actually we was at the uh, uh, I believe it used to be called Food World. You know, right there on, on DIP. I remember. Um, we was putting up groceries in the car, and my uh, my dad he had uh, he had that grand marquee, that old brown grand marquee. So it wasn't the white. You know, we it, put, wasn't the, it wasn't that uh, that pearl that pearl white um, Cadillac. Oh, uh-uh, I remember it was, that it was, brown. It, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah, it's that that brown marquee, and uh, we putting up groceries and whatever, and um, you know uh. We bagging out the parking lot. We headed back to the to the parkway, and um, while we riding in the parking lot, uh, my mama she was telling us about I don't know she was telling us about cleaning up or doing something, and uh, next thing you know she just started trembling, and you know the uh, the car you know went into you know the wheel turn you know finna go out in the road. So you know I got over there and uh, you know hit the brake or whatever, put it in park. And you know, I told my sister to uh to stay with with uh with mama. So I ran all the way back to the store and trying to use the payphone to dial nine one one, but I just so happened to see my barber, Mr. Will, and uh he ended up calling nine one one and stayed there with us and uh, you know, the ambulance came, whatever. And uh, you know, she went to the hospital to see what was wrong or whatever. Well, I didn't even I, I, I didn't hope, even know that story. I hope, I Go ahead. Oh uh, um, I think I was probably uh you had to be probably was thir- thirteen, probably thirteen. Right? thirteen. Yeah. yeah, it probably was uh thirteen or fourteen, right, right around there. And uh, you know, even to this day, me and Mister Will, you know, even though he used to cut my hair, but you know, we got this bun. Like every time I see him, that's what I think about, cause you know, it wasn't nobody around. Like it was nighttime, and you know, I was panicking, didn't know what was going on. So you know, that's what that was. But you know, going on to, uh, you know, when my eighth grade year, you know, pretty much my mom was sick that whole year. Right. You know, she had, she had a seizure, which I didn't even know what was going on then, but, you know, through the doctors and the tests, where they'll find out she had a, a, a cancerous tumor, you know, on her brain. Right. And, you know, through that, that year and, um, 
Uh, eighth grade, yeah, she was pretty much sick. You know, she had, went through chemo and all this stuff. They had this surgery and stuff. She had, like, staples in her head where they removed part of the the, uh, the tumor or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, that pretty much went on for about almost a year and a half, two years to my to my um my all my eighth grade year and all my ninth grade year. Right, right, right. So, like you said, died she. See, I, I, I kind of now I now that you retell that story, I kind of now do remember, but I did not know the heroic the role that you even played in that situation, being able to stop the break because y'all would have pretty much rolled out into. Oh, it look, sound like y'all was gonna roll out on the on DIP. Yeah, we could we could have, but I mean, uh, not straight ahead, but the wheel kind of turned, so we was probably gonna go over some grass and even go out in the road. And she wasn't hitting the gas or nothing, so but you know, I was you know conscious enough. But even 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 back then, you know, when we was little, four, five, six, they used to always every time we got to the top of North Drive, they used to always put us in their lap. Right. And we just try to keep us in the road and all the way to the house and learn how to, that's how I learned how to drive. You know, I knew how to stop the car and, you know, I'm older then, you know, I'm an adolescent. So I know how to stop the car, put it in the park. And it, it, it's, 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 it's just a, something that, you know, I bring up, it's touching, man. Like I, I try to even think about it sometimes, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's a part of life. It's a part of life. And you just never know. It really just goes around that whole theme about, it goes around that whole theme with um, with with developing skills. Um, life life essentially in, enables you for tomorrow, and that whole being prepared and not even know that you're being prepared, because at that age, like you say, thirteen, having to having to kind of deal with that situation is. And, and, and being heroic, even from that perspective, is is amazing because first off, that's the only mother that you had known at that point, and so I'm pretty sure you were probably just trying to trying to just trying to be the man that you that you were, and and just trying to do whatever it is you had to do. So basically, for two years almost, um, Dad was going through, my aunt was going through, and your mom was going through chemo and and she maintained a positive attitude and she essentially would she started juicing a lot you remember those juices yeah 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 <laughs> she's her her when she started you know recovering a little bit you know she's always uh you know say she was she was uh uh, 100%. Blessed, bl- blessed and 100% in the Lord, you 100%, know. 100% so, yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, she started juicing. Man, she used to make us drink that mess, man, like <laughs> yeah. carrots and apples. And, man, I couldn't stand it, like <laughs> yeah. all kind of broccoli. And, I mean, it was crazy, Dude, man. man. But, we you know, she was doing what she felt she had to do to, you know, to stay on this earth, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she used to, she used to ingrain us in that lifestyle for, the, for that, you know, that period of time. Uh, and, uh, you know, still going to church when she could or whatever. So, you know, she was a fighter. She, she fought. That was, was my, was the oldest of, 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 of my mom and, and all of their siblings. And she was really like our second mom growing up. My second mom, she, everybody loved I, um, we always used to, we always used to, um, go over to Kutnam house and like I said they stayed right around the corner from us so even from picking us up from school 
to taking us to Sunday school or church. She was very active in, in, in the church that we were attending. She was over, was she over like the whole youth ministry or something? Yeah, she was over, uh, you know, Sunday the uh, vacation Bible yeah. school. Yeah. You know, she, she pretty much ran that. Yeah, ran vacation, everything. And so, you know, <clears throat> she was like very instrumental. So, Long story short, because I know we, I want to fast forward even to even to to now. But she went through the chemo for two years, and then she ended up passing away. In in what year? Uh, it was uh ninety nine. It was ninety nine. Yeah, it was it was uh right after right after you graduated. It was uh in um June June um June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth of ninety nine. Ninety nine, yep. Okay, yep, yep. That sounds right because I remember ninety seven and ninety nine was were those years, and so she passed away June twenty fifth, nineteen ninety nine, and that's the reason why I look I look today not to fast forward to the end of the, uh, which is really not the end of the story, but to where Cookie is today, um, and the reason why I wanted to kind of pause on the question that you asked earlier, Gosa because I wanted to add this this element to the story. So you have a young you have two young people that essentially um as as Cook mentioned were adopted at, at at the age of 3 and 2 at the age of 2 and 3 and um their entire life I guess for those uh what was that Cook so if you was 3 and when and in 99 how old were you um um, I was, was I had grade. just, I had just turned, uh, no, I was 15. I was 15. Yeah. I had just turned 15. For those 12 years, essentially you had whatever, whatever died and Uncle Marvin had, had, had instilled in you, uh, at that age really must've been the last and an impactful for you because, um, because it's more even to this story from the perspective of, of how did you deal with with those remaining three years after the mother that you had known passed, how was that? I remember the the day the day she uh she passed uh, even before then, like I didn't want to accept it. My dad, I remember my dad pulling me in the room and uh he was telling me because over the over the two years she wasn't like talking and stuff like that. It was a process. Pretty much, she just she her body was breaking down. You know, over those two years. So at the end state, you know, the last couple of months, she went from, you know, she she was basically a vegetable. And we, we had, uh, you know, in-home hospice or, or, or nursing care or whatever. Even me and my sister, you know, we we and my dad, we had to help uh, change her, her undergarments and stuff like that. Because, like I said, she, she couldn't talk. All she could do was pretty much move her eyes or whatever. So, uh, but... That was the hardest part, just watching her, you know, knowing what she was and then watching her, you know, break down or whatever. Yeah, because and even, then, even though, so so basically even those two years, because you're right, a lot of it she was at home staying in the house. So you not only did you have to deal with the after after death situation, but you also had to deal with the the two-year seeing your mom in pain and suffering. Yeah, and, you know, you used to her doing certain things, and like, because even, even my, my ninth grade year, you know, I was kind of excited it was going to be my first public school. So, you know, we, <laughs> we was in private school from, from the time we was three all the way to, to right. eighth grade. Right. And, you know, I knew I was going to B.C. Ryan with my big cousin, you know. Uh, that's, so, me. that's me, B.G., that's me. 
<laughs> so you know, I'm excited, but you know, I I wish uh wish she could have told me. Actually, your your mother is the one who took me to uh register for uh Beast Ryan my ninth grade year. Really? So uh yeah, she I took me on, uh, and uh I came home and you know telling my mom different type of stuff of what's going on, and then you know. She was sitting in the bed then, and like I said, probably about halfway through my ninth grade year, she ended up in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk, but she could still talk. Then from there, it went from she couldn't talk or walk, and then, you know, we they brought the hospital bed inside the house or whatever like that, and, um, and um, you know, it went from there. And then the day she died, you know, um, being in ninth grade, you know, I I I uh I didn't pass algebra mm-hmm. all the way because and when I look back on it, you know, I was going through a lot back then and you know just rebelling or whatever with the teacher, you know, um, Miss Guy, you know, Miss Guy. Oh, it was Miss Guy. <laughs> it was Miss Guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I I was in honors classes, but you know, you know, I I was going through stuff back then, mom sick or whatever. And not to make any excuses, but when I look back on it, you know, I could have I could have passed the class, but I ended up having to go to uh to summer school mm-hmm. and and you know i i wanted to play football uh so you know in order to uh play football i had to go to summer school so the day she passed was the first day of summer school and if you miss one day of summer school you can't you can't um you can't go um so you know i even think about that like everybody my mom just passed and man, my whole the whole first day of summer school, like I was just like in a in a daze or whatever. You just, you just and you know, have. my da- my my dad had to talk me into going, you know, because he was telling me, you know, your mama, if you want to play, you know, your, we got this back here, you know, because he knew I was going, you know, what I'm saying, but I could have just said, you know, I ain't going, I'm staying here, and then you know, my life could have been changed because I met people on the football team that that I still talk to today, but you know, that's just another part of part of what happened, but. You know, after she passed, the feeling was, you know, it was tough, man. Like, you used to, you used to, and I ain't never seen my daddy cry to that day, like, at the funeral. So, you know, know, and that that, that showed me a lot right there, like, because, man, my daddy, like, <laughs> he was he was tough when we were growing up. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> he worked he he worked at the mill. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't play no games. Right. So you know, Mama didn't play no games either. But you know, you know, Mama's gonna be Mama. Everybody gonna run to their Mama. But he was in pain, and if and, and I remember looking at him in the funeral, he was crying. I was like, man, if he in pain, I know it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh. So after that. Fast forward to like the last three years of my life, it was pretty much no really direction. I don't think uh, when I look back on it, because you know, Mama was that structure, and she, you know, she graduated from college. She was the one by education and this and that. When I look back on my life, I probably could have did so much better in high school than if I had, a, if she had been there. You know, with the structure, even with with girls and stuff like that. I mean, just so much stuff that. I know probably wouldn't have been like that if she had been there because she was like that direction or whatever. Just uh, I, I think I would say un, unstructured, like pretty much because my daddy, he was going through some pain too, and I didn't realize this until I even got older. Like cause sometimes my daddy was still working, then he stopped working, and then you know, 
he 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 was doing he going through his little pain or whatever. So pretty much me and my sister, we was just like it was like everybody was was doing their thing, and it wasn't any kind of. Everybody was still in, at that place where yeah, it was kind of confusion, no structure, just trying to yeah. figure out. Yeah, because you used to get used to getting meals and stuff, you know, every evening mama cook, you know, and, and now that ain't the case. Used to somebody waking you up every Saturday morning telling you to clean up, and that wasn't the case. I mean, just that structure, like, I mean, I never stayed out past a certain time, you know, even though I was in high school, so I had I would have had a little more freedom if my mom was here. But, you know, you know if you, you're doing certain stuff that you know you wouldn't be able to do if your mom was here. Like, you know, I'm out at nighttime hanging with people. It was just like, like you said, everybody was just like, man, and didn't know no direction, no structure, and you just had to figure it out. Right, right, right. So, Gozo, got anything you want to add, say? Man, just keep going, man. This, this story is, is, is full. Even we only got to about high school now. It's so filled with what life is. Um, and, and I just wanted to, to just to learn more about this because it's a, it's a strong story. Um, so, keep going. So, so Cook, you... You make a decision, and you get you finally make it to 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 to, to a senior. You about to graduate. You graduate, um, which I do want. I am interested in hearing how you felt about that graduation and your mom not being there, what have you. But but also you mentioned playing sports. You know, you started playing football on the football team and was a starting cornerback and. And at one point, you were even leading the city in interceptions. I believe you was, you were almost a shutdown corner at one point. Um, can you talk about that and then really get into college? Because um, I don't know why or how you even went about the college process, because you had very little direction even from that perspective. I, I, I think I might have been a model. You seen us go to college, but it really just circles back around some of the conversation that you and I have about following your passion and had you followed your passion, et cetera. So can you kind of just take us through the your senior, your senior year process and, and, and finishing school, how graduation was, and then going into college? As far as the, you know, the football games and stuff, you know, you miss your mom there. And, you know, I remember her when I played played at Tremille Park. You know, she used to come to the games and stuff like that. Didn't you leave the the city in uh, interceptions at one point? Hold on, man. I got a question. He brought up, I just heard him say Tremille Park. And I know you done wrote a blog about Tremille Park. And everybody talk about how real it was at Tremille Park and all that kind of stuff. So my question is, did it really go down at Tremille Park like Ty said did? Hey, that Tremil Park was was legendary, yeah, legendary. The I mean, the, the, the Parkway, the, every Parkway legend played at Tremil Park. <laughs> I mean, if you was anything about anything, you played at Tremil Park. Like that's where it all started. It was like the, it was like the rocker for us. <laughs> that's, if you grew up on DIP, you played. At you played at Tremil Park. That's everything. Baseball, anything. Basketball, everything is at Tremel Park. Well, <laughs> but I don't know if I live. I don't know if I live the city in the league. I know I was. Point, uh, I, was I, I had. had like, I had multiple interceptions. I don't know who the, who was. Yeah, I know. I think I had like three or four my senior. Year. But at one point uh, you had like three in like the first three games or something. But anyway, go ahead. So it's senior year. Yeah. Um. And and me and my wife, we reflect on this all the time because I see her. I see we talk about her high school. 
And, you know, because uh, she, I think she graduated uh, number four or five in her class or whatever. But she had the direction that I was missing. You know, my daddy, he didn't go to college. He went to trade school. So, you know, like I, this is this is how bad the direction was. I didn't even fill out my FAFSA until I had already done a whole semester in college before I even filled out a FAFSA form. I didn't know what a FAFSA was. Can you do that? Yeah, and I got I had a bill, a big, a big bill. <laughs> I mean, it, it was crazy. Uh, but I mean, and, uh, but, but I mean, you you fast forward to college, but how was how was high school graduation day though? You didn't have your mom. How was? That? Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 was a little emotional because the last graduation I had was when I was in eighth grade, and um, I remember it to the day like she had a video camera, and um, our class song was a song for Mama. It had you know Soul Food had just came out, and um, so you know man, she was bawling man like you know, recording and balling at the same time. And I remember how she looked. She had, she didn't have any hair, you know, so you could see, you could see she was going through something. And I mean, that's the last thing I remember. All the classmates in eighth grade, we handed our mother roses or whatever. So, you know, I was balling. She was balling. So, you know, at my senior year, I reflected back to that. Like, and you know what, you know, to truth be told when, um, when, uh, when I think about my graduation, uh, you know, at South Alabama was where we graduated the middle center. And what really, what really got me through it was, like, I seen Aunt Nene, I seen your mama, you know, I seen Aunt Faye. Like, everybody was in the crowd. And it was just like, you know, I had a bunch of mamas there. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. I didn't... I didn't really, I didn't really get too emotional because I was so happy to see that and everybody came and like, you know, you, everybody come to see you. So it was a big deal. You know, everybody was handing me money and stuff, you know, right. it was, it was real, it was real, real, uh, love. And I, 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 I knew that, you know, my mama probably would have been there in spirit or whatever. So, you know, just to see unfay Faye, Aunt Francis, your mama, you know, and Mary. So it was just like, love and that's that's what that's what that's what i needed you know what i'm saying at at that day especially that day you know so i i really uh really didn't reflect on it like i like i probably think about it now as far as you know in the moment you know i was just like man everybody here to see me my aunts you know people who i love they hear us so they trying to get me through it and i got through it right so now you <laughs> so so you you in college you haven't even filled out a FAFSA form, and you you trying to major in in, in uh, computer science or software? What was it? Computer science? Um, the the, the well, I thought I was doing uh, computer information systems. Um, is what I thought I signed up for, and then like this all tie into you know, my mother went to college. She knew what financial aid was. She knew all this stuff, and you just you know you don't have that direction. And I don't know anybody to talk to for real other than you. And, you know, you doing your thing. Everybody doing their thing. Got time to be, like, getting a, a crash course on everything at that time. But I thought I was majoring in CIS. And um, come to find out, I done went a whole semester. And I'm like, I got my, uh, my um, I don't know what I got, my printout or something. It, I've, been, I've been in business administration almost a whole year. Didn't even know I was in business administration, you know. So I ended up having to change advisors and go through all that mess. But um, um, even even back in high school, like I took the ACT one time, 
you know, I made a 19, and that was my senior year. Like, who do that now? I don't know. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew if my mama had been there, I would have been taking it ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just no no direction or whatever. So, really, you just raising yourself kind of like you just, hey, whatever happened, happened. Right, right, right. So, so you in college, and a lot of people don't know, even at that point, it became a point the way you – uh, I don't know if you were still taking classes at the time, but but you ended up staying and, and pretty much living with um, not having a place to stay, right? And living with um, with with some of, with some of your um, close friends and some of the guys that played on the on the BC Ray football team, right? Yeah, um, I went. I reason I went to the, to college uh, the way I went is because you know one of my my friends, my good friends, I just follow follow him up there because you know you want to be in a comfort zone or whatever, and and once again that goes back to to my mom, you know, pretty much not having no structure, you know, I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what I wanted to be in life, you know, um, so I just went with whatever. Pretty much, my first couple years in college was just like an extension of twelfth grade. So, but yeah, I. I I end up because of you know the FAFSA situation and because I didn't really I didn't really have no no you know steady habits that were conducive to uh, higher learning. Um, it didn't work out. I just want to stay up there and kick it. You know what I'm saying? So, and I didn't have nothing back in Mobile. So you know I end up staying with some of my with some of my own friends and just uh you know sleeping I, on couch yeah, well, couch staying, whatever. Though, you were living pretty much. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I had a little job at Captain D's or whatever, but you know, I ain't know when I even when I think about them days, like man, I was like, man, what was I doing? You know what I'm saying? But I, it, it shaped me to who I am today. You know, I, I, I always I always think of would I change anything? You know, uh, and that's a that's a deep question to me because like. Would you bring your mom back, even though you you and up to this point you didn't got to a place where you feel like you're doing something with your life and you successful? Like, could have been would have it would have been different if my mama would have been here, but it would, would you know you don't know the changes that could could have took place. Would I still have the same wife? You know, would I still you know? So would I change anything? I doubt it right now, just because like I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I got a question. So, so at this stage in your life, and I think we kind of got to like high school and, and college making this transition. Where's your Where's your faith right now? Spiritually, are you oh, Are you there? Question. Are you without it? Like, are you questioning uh, how you're being? Where, where are you at that stage in your life? Good question. <laughs> man, you grew up, you grew a, up in the this, church. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a man. Oh, uh, let me think about what I'm finna say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you knew if you knew my my mother and my you know you know tight tight mama but like they they sunday monday tuesday you know so i grew up in the church you know i remember one time getting getting wood with a spoon full of pancake batter because i didn't get up on time when my mom told me get up it was sunday morning you know you gotta get up back then and this is where I, this this sound kind of how i feel now it started back then like at one point, you know, I was like, man, my mom used to do this, do that, do that, and she ain't here. Like, you know, who, what what God do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this the person, I don't know anybody other than her who 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 
do as much for her faith. And, 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 and you know, she was one of the first members of Living Word Christian yes. Center where pretty much yeah. our whole family go, you know. Uh, literally, literally one of the first members. So, so my aunt was literally one of the first members of now this mega church in, in Mobile. So she was almost like she was one of the people that attended this church and they would have it in, in small rooms. And now they got multiple s- services uh, making millions of dollars. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like it, at that point after after high school, I didn't really even think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just like because even now after, after my mom passed, like I didn't I didn't I I didn't go to church really like we should have, uh, you know, if she had been there. So really, and fast forward to the day, that's how I feel now. I'm like, man, sometimes I even think about it. I'm like, man, it's one of the most faithful followers, you know what I'm saying, did everything right, and you get a brain tumor or you get cancer. Like, to me, that's just like, it's bull to me. But that's how I felt at the time. You know, you know now I'm just like, whatever you know some people you know i'm in the south so you know in the bible belt but as far as my faith that pretty much shaped me um because you know i'm learning then and then when i got to college i didn't even think about faith i ain't thinking about you know church or prayer or you know reading the bible the stuff i know um now is what i learned you know from three to 12 or 3 to 13 i remember you know i was i was one of them ones who you, you remember in uh, kingdom academy uh on sunday morning you know i could i could uh you know you remember back in the day everybody used to try to pray the best you know oh, yeah you remember uh <laughs> like i was one of them guys like you know they uh they asked me to pray or or you know i knew all the books of the bible you know in order and all that stuff like that so you felt like you were doing something you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I used to say my prayers every night, all that good stuff. But, you know, I ain't, I'm not right there now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just pretty much whatever. I appreciate you asking that question too. But, and, and, and kind of why I asked that is just like, that's, that's a real thing. And I think we all kind of get to that place where certain things happen in our lives and certain circumstances. And it's like, well, man, how could that happen when I'm so faithful and I'm so prayed up and I'm doing all these things and then something still happens that's kind of adverse to our situation. And so we all face with asking that question and our faith being challenged. So I appreciate you answering that question in a very real, uh, very real manner. You, you ditched the school thing. And when did you decide to join to join the join the military um well my sister you know she joined um uh the year before i did she uh she joined the um the air force reserve and you know um that pretty much she, she i seen how she was doing in life and stuff like that you know she was going to drill or whatever making money and you know pretty much my first semester really kind of messed me up uh financially as far as my tuition because I had a bill and pretty much they let me go to school. Basically they put that first semester on second semester and it just kept moving it back. So, you know, you get to a point where, and you know, um, you know, I met my wife in uh, 2003 at, at the school and, um, we pretty much, uh, 
called it, uh, you know, me and you together, probably around 2004, 2005. And um, so, and even before then, when we was just dating or kicking it or whatever, you know, she 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 pretty much kind of helped shape, shape, you know, how, how I feel about certain stuff today. I mean, she oh, got she me to did. talk more than I, I ever talked. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to talk about by uh by Kayla when we when we get to when we get to that to your married life because the role that she played and the person that she is is phenomenal and yeah and even from her story I admire her because because even your two oldest kids uh for you those are those are not your biological biological kids either but but they're still your children and you raise them and treat them just like that so even from that perspective, man, she's an amazing woman. So you you go off to college. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. You go off to the military. Is she did she the one that encouraged you to go to the military? Um, no, she she it, supported or me. Or but it, um, 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 or was it the, uh, your homeboys? Um, oh well, they wasn't. Matter of fact, they had them. They weren't even there uh, at the time because they had uh they had. Matter of fact, they had military obligations, so they they even left the school. They wasn't there, but she supported me. She never told me, "Yeah, do this, do this." Then I was twenty two, and I'm like, you know, I love this girl. I love her kids, so I need to put myself in a position. And then I got you know financial obligations. I need to put myself in a position to uh, to take care of that. And you know, I joined the um the National Guard and uh. You know, they was at the time, you know, the war had kicked off. I think it was probably the war was probably like three years in. I'm talking about direct war. And um, you know, they was giving twenty thousand dollars for people to join, you know what I'm saying? So I got I, I took advantage of that opportunity and then, you know, um thinking I was gonna pay my debts and which I did and then um, you know, I'd be in a situation where I could uh, you know, take care of some some other stuff and benefits and stuff like that. So I did that. Yeah, um, I came back, and um, I attempted to. I didn't. I didn't come back and go right to school. I actually, you know, started uh, working at the Department of Corrections or whatever. And uh, I mean, we pretty much um, went from there. So um, it was pretty much a financial benefit, and it was benefits, benefit, and just knowing that I wanted to start a, a life with, you know with my wife so i needed to uh to shape up basically so so you 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 joined the military that started shaping you up you got married in what year i got married the, the next year i joined the military june 21st 2006 and i got married on um september 7 2007 and um actually uh when i got married uh that's when i Probably a couple of weeks later, I actually had to leave and go to uh, Iraq. Yeah, so you left, went over, did some stunts in Iraq. You've been in the North. Where were you at? North Korea or Vietnam? Which one were you? You were in North Korea, right? I was in South Korea, South Korea. Uh, last year. Right. Okay, so so let's just fast forward. Now Now you have you and your wife been married. You have, who I think she's an amazing woman. I don't think she really knows how much I value her. Can you talk about the role your your wife played and what made you reach out to your biological mom? Well, my wife, she, she pretty much played the whole role at first, you know. Um, um, it, it, it was around the time, it had been 2011, 
Um, uh, uh, TJ was CJ. My son was born um April, actually two days after mine, April seventeenth, twenty ten. And you know, even then, you know, I'm not thinking about my biological parents at all. You know, I'm living life or whatever. So, you know, it comes upon a time. You know, you got to take your your child to you know the doc the doctors and stuff after they've been born for a certain amount of time. You know, so that's what happened. And we get to the uh we get to the doctor. And you know they ask the uh they ask all the family history questions and you know my wife she knows her family so she's she's like you know heart disease no blah 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 no when they ask me I'm like you know I don't know because you know in my mind I know you know my my mother and my father we don't share the same blood or or DNA you know because I believe hypertension is could be hereditary um so you know and then my wife she she was like. Uh, enough of this. If, if 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 anything, we need to find out just because of CJ. So, and and you know, she didn't tell me that at the time. But one day I'm outside. I'm 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 playing basketball with with my uh the oldest, the twins, Jaquela and Jaquel. And uh, next thing you know, my wife come outside with a laptop to my she she done Google my name. <laughs> I think I think Google Chrome had just come out and I don't know what was going on, but she Googled my name and you know, um sites come up where people are trying to find, you know, um Reginald and you know my sister. And then she, you know, doing her investigative uh journalism, I guess. Uh I think she thought she was on Vice on HBO. <laughs> but uh, but uh she uh she did research, and I mean, she, she like you said she amazing man because like that was in the morning time we was in Camden with at my uh, at my in laws and you know that was that was sometime that morning man by the time you know nightfall hit like like I was talking to somebody that was in my family I didn't talk to my uh, biological mother then but I talked to her sister and you know. And this other stuff that happened in between, and like she called several people. She called an agency, um, who I mean the website, and you know they linked us up with uh, different people. And I think she talked to two or three people till she actually got to, you know, uh, my aunt Tammy, which is my um, biological mother's sister. And it went from there. And um, you know, I I I got a hold to my my wife. She actually got the number to to uh, my biological mother's. Uh, phone number but come to find out you know they was kind of some people in the uh was kind of skeptical skeptical because of what happened previously right. and you know long story short uh somebody um basically they got they got catfish before catfish came out by uh some some people a guy and a girl uh pretending to be me and my sister ended up uh, actually moving in with with my grandmother, biological grandmother, and they thought they was us, and you know, getting money from them and stuff like that. And so, this was years before they even met us. So when when I come around, they skeptical of me. They like, oh no, last time, you know. So even after that that same day, I, I didn't talk to my mother until like two or three days later, you know, just because, you know, it was a touchy subject for them. 
because they had been, like I said, somewhat catfished or whatever. And I think the people end up uh end up uh leaving or whatever. I don't know if they, they um faced any charges or whatever, but that's what happened with that. So, you know, even when the relationship first starting off, it's kinda like, I don't know you and you don't know me and you know, who are you and what you want. Trying to fill so, each other trying to fill each other <laughs> out. So so you meet so you finally your wife, like I said, she's an amazing person. She reached out. She encouraged you to reach out to your biological mom. You made interactions with her. Um, how has that relationship grown today? Well, it's it's grown. Let me let me say one more time uh, before I get to that. But uh, my wife, man, like I always say, she tough, man. She you know she from Wilcox County, so she don't play no games. So even before with every person she talked to, it was like she was my agent. Like, and I, I, and I, and because she know my story, she know what I done been through. Like, even before anybody that talked to me, she, she told them and she don't miss no words. She's like, Hey, this is my husband. You ain't finna do this. You ain't finna do that. And cause she know I'm a, I'm a little more emotional than she gets sometimes because of what I done been through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, so, so she let the, she, she laid the table for everybody. And that's even with, with my mother, she was like, Hey, this and that, you know, so I appreciate that. But forward to the to the uh to the relationship man it's 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 awesome man like i mean like i said for for a long time man like i think i needed i needed a mother even just a figure you know what i'm saying but it's it's awesome to 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 when you get older you know you want to know where you come from even after i had cj and 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 my wife brought me the computer and told me you know this and that and i was like you know what you right so I I actually reached reached out and um as far as my my emotions I'm I'm wide open you know I'm like hey I want to get to know this person I want to love this person you know what I'm saying so I mean it's been it's been great ever since you know I met her um in in Gulfport um one day and I mean we didn't had a a, a bond since then I mean she loved she and and the thing about her, she loved you know Jaquela and Jaquel just like she loves CJ, you know. So and I mean her and my wife, <laughs> they got a good relationship. They always talking, and um, uh, I mean, it's just it's just a, a good a good relationship, and 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 I don't I don't apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people like hey, you know, you know, maybe you feel like you being disloyal to to my, my parents who raised me or something like well, which I'm not, you know, it's just like, I think I deserve to know who these people are, what happened, you know what I'm saying? And I, I got pieces of that story. That's a whole nother topic, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I ain't even, I ain't even like, I ain't even been poking and prodding her for answer because she's, she just excited. Even when she first seen me, like she was bawling and you know what I'm saying? I haven't seen nobody cry for me like that, you know, in a long time. So you know, I'm open to it. So and she ain't asked me for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a mutual relationship. And I mean, I call her mom and, you know, she called me son. And that's what it is. Do your, do your bi- biological family, are they in this area or are they in a different state? Um, well, my mother actually stays with my sister, my other sister um, in, in uh, Miami. But my... <laughs> My the, uh, and the one reason I knew I was I knew something was 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 weird because uh, when I first seen my birth certificate it said Dothan 
You know, I was like, Dalton? I ain't never been to Dalton. But pretty much that's where my mom grew up, and I done been down there and met some people. Well, I met my grandpa, grandma, aunties, and stuff like that, and everybody, they still down there in Dalton. So, um, yeah. You ain't got nobody in Abbeville, do you? With your dry neck daughter, Dalton. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, I know, good. I know where you're going with that, BG. So, <laughs> exactly. But, so, uh, so cook, you know, do you, my, do you um, yeah, we might, we might be related. Cook, do you, cook, did you meet, did you ever meet your biological father? I, I haven't, I haven't met him yet. Um, we actually, uh, like I when my wife talked to him one time, we actually called, she called him, uh, Cause we couldn't get a hold to him. She called him at his. Uh, she found out he works down there in Dothan at a plant, and uh, called him. But we we all right now. But like at first, he was like kind of like, and, and and I and I understand. You know, if I was him, you know, I'd be saying the same. Probably thinking the same thing. But he was more like hands off. He was like, hey, blood test this, blood test that. So I was like, you know. <laughs> I ain't rich, but I'm making money. You feel me? So I'm like, I don't need nothing. You know, I was just trying to say what's up. But we talked after that, and you know, he uh he kind of um apologized for how how he came across at first, and I, we don't talk all the time because uh you know he has a wife and a, and a family, and you know I don't know how she feel about it. I never talked to him. I, t- I text him every now and again, tell him happy birthday or happy Father's Day or whatever, stuff like that, but nothing nothing major. Man, this has been a show, dude. <laughs> I, I, I got – BG asked a question earlier. Given what you just told us, Cook, how did you get to this point? How have you been able to overcome adoption to losing your mother to – essentially living living from house to house, going to military, finding your biological parents. How have you done this and how have you been able to, to stay to to stay stand fast and continue to be a man and, and be a father to CJ and to Presh and Kale and, 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 and love your wife? You know what? I, I don't I don't know exactly. I never really even thought about it. Like I told you before, uh, when we was talking about this, like, man, I'm just a I'm just a guy, man. I'm just a dude. Like, I, I never I don't think it's special. I think like, you know, it's just like life or whatever. But you know, y'all y'all help me to see like everybody don't go through this. But like to me, I'm just like, man, it's a one day at a time. But I, I'm my personality. I'm pretty much I'm kind of laid back and I take it as it comes. And the the short long story is uh, I would say I made it because well from 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 the time I met my wife to now is I would say it's my wife. But before then I would say you know it was it was y'all man you know the um the tight tights the Christians the Ronas you know the Shantays. You know, my unfaith, all them. I mean, it was y'all, like, you know, because y'all, y'all held us down, I mean, from, from, from 14, 15, all the way till I got to, you know, it's kind of like my family bridged the gap to my wife, and my wife, she took the torch, and, you know, she she ran with it. Um, because without, without, so I would say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the guy to be like, you know, uh, I stayed prayed up and all, and, you know, I, I'm not that guy. I'm just the guy to be like, Hey, tangible stuff, 
you know, tight, tight, Aunt Mary, you know what I'm saying? My homeboys, you know, um, you know, uh, my family and my dad, you know, just, just my sister, especially like, I mean, like, you know, you know how you had your sibling rivalries and stuff when you growing up. Like me and my sister used to wrestle and, and everything. But like, man, like now, like that's my homie. That's my best friend. You know what I'm saying? And, and pretty much she got me to that point. You got me to that point. So I, I all y'all could take a bow for that. And then I didn't lose y'all. And, and, you know, when I met my wife, it just, it just added to something great. And then, you know, that's how I made it. And I'm, and I'm here. Gosa, you got anything, man? I got a lot. <laughs> Just sitting here because a lot of this stuff, you know, I didn't know. Like, I, I know this stuff. And so with me knowing this stuff and seeing Cook walk through it, for me, it's like as he's walked walk through this stuff, I'm like, man, this is an amazing story that actually, like, I'm serious. Like, this could literally be on a big screen and could be told from a perspective that, it's very inspirational, and I think it's a story that that needs to be heard. That's the reason why I've pressed, and his wife has pressed for him to get the story out. But I'm interested, BG, to hear from you too, because this is your first time. You 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 did not even know any of this. It's a lot, man. It's it's so many layers to it, and we I think we really just kind of scratched the surface on it. But you hear so many elements of like we keep talking about life you know, growing up and, and certain things happening that you don't have any control over, but you just got to go with it. But then you lean on your, your family and your community to to help you, to teach you these lessons and facilitate your process. And then he gets to a point of adulthood, and he actually used a great term. He, like, handed off the torch. You get all these lessons as a kid and as a young man. Your family does all this kind of stuff. Then you get to a point the way you kind of, you know, move away from your family and then you meet somebody that picks up, that has, that shares those same values and that is totally committed to you and has got your back. And he, like he said, she'll stand in and intercede. Like, this my husband and I'm going to ride for him like he's going to ride for me. And there's certain things that you're not going to do, man. So in the midst of all of, you know, the adversity, you get these, these things are these results at the end that help you get to the next phase. And and I think for me, the biggest thing that I got from it is, and is this manhood walk is just to, 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 to put yourself in a position to have a spirit. Cause he got to have a certain kind of spirit to even be open to some of these things. Cause you know, you tell a story that this guy as a, as a young kid just dealt with, you know, being in the foster system and, and having to, process being with a family that's not your biological family but accepting the fact that they gonna take care of me as if they were my biological there's so much maturity in that man and then on the flip it's just the community thing it just ain't no individual story he named about eight different people that he called right now that had an impact on his life and that's what we stand you never know how much your words, how much your actions will mean in a person's life. And, and I just appreciate Cook coming down, you know, and, and riding with the Free Lunch Podcast, being a supporter. And I just want to hear more of this story, man, because it's, it's really a manhood story that we don't get a lot of. Mass media don't give us a story coming from the black community, from a black man perspective. So to hear somebody come in, young man, responsible, has family and really understands what it means to take responsibility and do what you need to do 
to empower your your folks and people around you, we gotta have more of it. So I'm really I'm, I'm I'm filled today. Like the first like the like the folks in church say, my spirit has been filled today. But but what you don't even know, and and, and the key takeaway, and we may have to have cut back on the show, is the way he raises his children. And when I tell you he's old school, and he's non tolerant, but he's but he's loving at the same time, you'll be amazed. Because, because like you mentioned, um, even though the twins aren't his, aren't his biological kids, they call him dad. They call him father. And he treat them and raised them like that. And they are his children. And, and that's the way he treats, treats them, and that's the way he refers to them. And it's amazing, dude. I'm telling you, it's inspirational to me because I use his model as as my example because I don't have a, a, a wife or, or have kids of my own, but but whether you believe it or not, and, 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 and it's so funny because because Cook will say he, he gets inspired by, by us, by me or my brother or by or even you, BG. He'll say he gets inspired by us. But on the flip side, he don't even realize how inspired I am by who he is because of who he, what he's overcome and who he's become and how he raises his family. So it's so much more to this story and there's so many levels, like, like, like you always say, BG, there's so many levels to this thing that, man, just the way he raises his family and and for him to be able to take those tangible things that he learned along the way and apply them, man, it's it's a blessing, man. It really is a blessing. And and Cook, man, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. That that you truly do inspire and and, and bless me, man. So I really appreciate you being on the show. What 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 would you like to say, or what what lasting thoughts would you like to leave the people? Because it's your show. Well, I just don't want to. Uh... You know, thank y'all for having me. You know, it's been a long time. I know you you've been asking me uh, a lot. And you know what I'm saying? I, <clears throat> I've been having, you know, situations or whatever, but them just excuses, you know. So I'm here. It, like you told me the other day, sometimes you got to get it done. And so, you know, I made, I made time out today. I'm off today. But uh, I appreciate y'all having me. And, um, you know, the last impact, I guess, would be just, you know, Life, life tough, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, life tough. Either you gonna, you gonna um get with it, or you can, you know, you can fall in the trap, man. I, like even, even last night, I had my kids, and I make them watch it all the time. Uh, we was watching Beyond Scared Straight, and you know, those kids, I could have been one of them. You know, they, no father, uh, you know what I'm saying? And even, even my mother. What if she had kept me? You know, she had two other children behind. You know, me and my sister. You know, so what What would that have been like? Four kids, you know, that could have been poverty, you know what I'm saying? So I ended up going to private schools, you know, good education. I had what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Nice house, you know. So I'm just I'm just happy, you know, I was in the situation I was in, and, and I tell my, my wife all the time, you know, it could have been worse. <laughs> but, but you know what's so interesting that you just said about that? Perspective. Look at the perspective you even brought to that situation. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with our thought process and, how, and who we become. Because, 
again, you, you, you looked at it from the perspective that, hey, had I not been adopted and had the life that I've gone through, I could have been, I still could have been raised by my biological mom in poverty, and who knows what that, what that situation would have brought. So I think that perspective adds a lot has a lot of meaning and symbolism behind it that 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 I admire as well. It's a love story when people open up their space and open up their hearts and let their spirit shine through. Amazing things happen and it and it creates this cycle. People do for you, create an environment and you understand certain things, you feel obliged or obligated, I should say, to do the same thing when it's your time to give back. And that's what we preaching more of, man, is keep that cycle of positivity going. BG, how can the people reach us? Man, you can reach us everywhere. Freelunchpodcast.com for podcasts and blogs. Also, check us out on Instagram, Free Lunch Podcast, and on Twitter. Let us know what you think about this episode and all of the other ones, Free Lunch Pod C. And be sure to look out for that Free Lunch TV on YouTube. Check out our YouTube channels. Tell us what you think. Cook, can the people reach out to you, sir? You got well, at least you know, I'm on social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dabble. I dabble a little. You can uh, reach me on Twitter at uh, uh, at Reggie Baby R I G G I B A B I, and uh, same thing with uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook is just Reginald on Cook Senior because uh, I got a junior, so I'm a senior. <laughs> All right, so uh, man, I hope the listeners enjoyed this this story. I hope that. Um, I hope you were able to take some away from it. Um, Cook, man, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, may look for another way to have you back, but um, I encourage you to continue to tell that story, man, because people need to hear it and it needs to be told. I think you got, I think you got a bright future in radio or inspirational speaking coming up real soon. So uh, we out of here. Free Lunch Podcast, home of the New South I'm over woke, I'll be away from crunch time Yeah, we like sunshine, I lead right cross Punchline, I beat the track, I beat the track Brown paper breakfast, lunchtime Dinner date, dessert tray, Ramadan No hunger, you see the sign between the line It's G's only, no dummies, I flow lovely They go nothing, they catch a feeling, these hoes touch Yeah, I tell that job off, no bunch No awakening, home study, but you're so pretty Bless your soul, sometimes the best way to touch it Stand up, go, let's go, let's go, let's get it Let's go, let it go now. Let it go, let's get it. Get it, get it, got them, got them. Let's go, let's go, let's get it. Let's go, let it go now. Let it go, let's get it. Mathematics, before I chose the path, the path chose me. This is a large plan, divine decree.